Oh my gosh, you guys, I am so energized to introduce you to my next guest, Dr. Amy Novotny. Dr. Amy Novotny founded the PABR Institute with the mission to provide pain, stress, and anxiety relief to those who seek a more holistic or natural form of treatment when other treatment methods have fallen short. She has an incredibly unique approach that comes from her experience treating in a variety of settings with a wide range of patient populations over the last 11 plus years. Her background in orthopedics, sports, geriatrics, balance disorders, nerve injuries, and most recently chronic pain and influences from coursework at the Postural Restoration Institute has given her this incredible foundation to develop this treatment method that addresses an incredibly wide variety of painful and restrictive conditions. Her methods have helped countless people reduce and eliminate pain, stress, anxiety, orthopedic surgeries, sleep deprivation, and the need for medications. When Amy is not teaching people how to breathe again, she enjoys a variety of interests like running marathons and running ultra marathons, and she's even run 200 milers. She's completed an Ironman triathlon, and she loves photographing wildlife, most specifically penguins down in Antarctica. Amy is such an incredibly beautiful soul, and I'm so excited for you to hear our conversation today. Hello, and welcome to The Katie Carlson Show, a podcast for real, raw, authentic conversations with today's magic makers, love creators, and game changers. I'm Katie Carlson, and I'm so excited to introduce you to real people, real talk, and real stories while embracing the beautiful chaos of life. Okay, happy Tuesday, Amy. It is so great to have you here. I can't tell you how excited I am, energized. I shouldn't say excited. Everybody says excited. I'm going to say energized to have you as a guest because you've had such a profound impact on my life in just a short amount of time. Um, So I'm really grateful for you to be here today. Well, thank you so much for having me on, Katie. I enjoyed meeting you just a short couple weeks ago and had a lot of fun kind of blowing your mind and your body and teaching you a whole new way of being, feeling, and awesome. You have your straw. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> I've got my straw. So for those of you guys that are watching this, you'll be like, what in the world is she talking about? We'll get to that in just a minute because it's been such a beautiful tool for me over the last couple of weeks since I met with Amy here. Um, actually, and Amy, you're in Sedona, correct? That is correct. right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So everybody that is anybody that has been listening to this podcast for a while, you know, that I love Sedona and you know, how apropos for me to connect with Amy in Sedona because I love Amy too. It just works out so beautifully. so so you're probably like who is this who is Amy what does she do okay well if you heard my podcast a couple weeks ago you heard me talking about this new breath breath work technique if you will and it's not really a I mean it is a technique but it's not really a technique it's way it's a way of really learning how to breathe again Mm -hmm. and I shared that with my listeners uh, a few weeks ago about just how like relaxing my nervous system in such a way releasing my rib cage from this position that who knows what it is. And you can, you are absolutely more than welcome to <laughs> share more about okay. how out of whack or out of sync I was okay. a couple weeks ago. Um, but it's just such been such a beautiful practice. And, you know, I wouldn't say I've been perfect the last few weeks, but I will say that as you know, when I 
gain that attention and I have that awareness and I practice that breathing, it's amazing how quickly I can shift and just relax my body. It's been Mm -hmm. really, really powerful. So rather than leave you all of these open loops, let's start from, let's kind of go back a little bit. Amy, I'd love to know a little bit about how you got here, who you are, what you're doing, why this excites you. And Yeah. um, yeah, let's just start there and then we'll see where this goes. Okay, sure. I'll give you a little background. So just starting off, I've always been interested in life, bugs, animals, you name it. And I'm really fascinated by behaviors and how we move, how we operate. So I studied ecology in college, and then I went on and got my doctorate in physical therapy. I was like, okay, physical therapy mixes life, physics, science, kind of a little bit of everything. So I did that. And graduated top of my class, did the whole um, traditional physical therapy route. I worked in a clinic for about five years. And then I started learning a new way of just looking at the body. I got recruited to another company, became a director of a clinic and started looking at how we have asymmetries in our body, like certain muscles, like your right hip flexors attach higher on your spine than your left side. Your right diaphragm is taller, Um, taller, stronger than your left side. So just we have different asymmetries and how that leads us to have certain compensations. And sometimes we compensate in a certain way, but compensate on top of that. And at the same time, I was looking at breathing and this was all through the Postural Restoration Institute. And this was a completely new field for me. I'm like, okay, I'm used to traditional physical therapy, sports, orthopedics, chronic pain. And then you throw in breathing and asymmetries inside your body that you don't really study in physical therapy school. So at the same time, I was running marathons and I was getting into it and I was close to qualifying for Boston. And I had the typical runner's aches and pains, piriformis stuff, tight IT band, you know, all those things that I could keep under control as long as I was doing my physical therapy protocol that you use to treat people. And so then as I started learning more about this postural restoration Institute, their kind of their methods, I started playing with my own breath and I kind of just took some of the concepts they taught and I started playing with it on myself. And all of a sudden my aches and pains went away. Like all of a sudden I could run faster on the treadmill and I didn't have that achiness afterwards. And then I started playing with it more. I'm like, okay, well now all of a sudden I can feel things differently about my body. And all of a sudden I was just getting rid of pain. I'd be in the middle of a race and I'd get rid of pain. And my marathon time, I ran as fast as I could. This was kind of at the beginning of experimenting and I just barely qualified for Boston. And I was super excited. I just come off of a hundred mile race and an Ironman. And I ran two months later, I ran this, this marathon, just barely qualified. And then I was like dead, still had aches and pains. And so then I started experimenting more with the breathing and calming myself down. And that was the piece that really came into it was start studying about the nervous system and calming myself out of the fight or flight mode. And all of a sudden my speed got faster. I dropped seven minutes off my marathon time. A couple months later, no other changes. Only thing. Yeah. Calming myself and breathing. It's like, Whoa, I kind of shocked myself. And then a couple months later, I ran a harder marathon, dropped another seven minutes down off. And I was like flying through the the qualifying times for Boston. And I didn't grow up a runner. I was just like, okay, I'm on to something. And a couple weeks, like, so I'd run a marathon and like a week later, I'd go run a 50 miler in the mountains. And I fell one time and, you know, swollen, swollen knee, everything. 
And I got up and I just started practicing the breathing. And it's like, huh, I didn't have that tightness, that protective response that normally happens after an injury. And I made it the last 10 miles just fine. And by the time I was finished, that swollen knee was not an issue. I didn't have any trouble. I was walking normally. It's like, okay, this is weird. So obviously when you experiment on yourself and you just kind of start discovering stuff, you, you want to learn more about it. You want to study it more. And then you just want to start implementing it. And that's basically what I did. And so my whole life changed after that time. And it's led to some amazing things like getting hired to travel on the world, keep someone out of a couple of surgeries and help doctors. And now I do this virtually with people all over. So, which is so, it's yeah. so amazing. So for, for folks that are curious or mm-hmm. wanting to learn more about how this technique, how they can actually practice this technique, what's the best, what's the best way to start? So the best way to start probably, well, one reach out to me because everyone is different. So this works with people with chronic pain, acute injuries, like I fell and hurt my knee. Um, I now it's past year. I've really branched out to people who have stress, anxiety, and um, mental, emotional trauma related to abuse. So I help people in that manner. We work together with their psychologist or psychiatrist, and it really allows them to free up their body along with their mental and emotional coaching through their psychologist or therapist, and it changes their whole ways. So um, it also works with people with bone on bone who are ready for joint replacement. We take away their nervous system that's holding them in that position. So their space goes back to, well, their joint space increases, they go back to motion. And so they don't have to have the surgery. So the best thing I would suggest is to reach out to me and say, okay, here's kind of what's going on. I do have things like a free Facebook group where I do nightly guided breathing Monday through Friday. That's awesome. And so it's just very general, just very basic. And so I sit everyone down and we just go through it. Yep. I tell people to use their straw and it's, it's about the whole thing is about 15 minutes and I'll spend about five to eight minutes where I'm guiding them through something. And I'll, talk a little bit beforehand say, okay, here's what we're working on tonight. Let's practice. And then we'll wrap it up. So, and that's something I do just if people are interested and they're like, okay, I'm not really sure how I feel about this. It will get their toes wet. Yeah. So definitely. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. We'll definitely have to get the links for that. And I'll put that in the, in the show notes here. So Mm -hmm. Amy, so how, so people are probably like, well, how did you end up going to Amy, you know, in the first place? Well, yeah. it was, it was gifted to me for my birthday and I yeah. showed up and I, I literally had no idea what to expect. I was like, I don't <laughs> yeah. know why I'm here. I, I think I've heard it something about breathing posture. Like I have no idea. So we sit down and we went yeah. through kind of a brief, you know, medical history and things like that. But then you just, yeah. you started watch. you looked at my posture, right? You were, you saw how I was, how I would sit. You're probably, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know clenching your hands of how I'm sitting right now. Cause I know that I'm not in the my, my posture is probably not in the best alignment right now as I'm, I'm doing this. And at the same time, I know I can get back there, um, mm-hmm. to that place. So talk to me about what you noticed first about me when we first met kind of that whole process, because I will tell you, you guys, when I walked out of there that day, I felt, I felt like a new person, like legitimately. And when I got into the car, my friend literally said to me, she goes, Katie, you look younger. 
Like you look like you lost years on your life, like on your face. Like what, what, like what's happening? And I just was at this place where it was just this centered, calm energy, right? And I'm the energy queen, right? So I was like, oh gosh, this is going to mess with my identity here a little bit. And it's just, it's more in a channeled fashion. So talk to me a little bit about what you first noticed about me when I first walked in, because guys, so most people know, like I'm not, I don't really experience a lot of pain. I really don't. I really don't have a ton of pain. I mean, you know, if I've been running a lot, sometimes I'll get some, you know, IT band or my knee or, you know, certain things to that regard. Um, but I don't really experience a lot of pain or maybe I've learned to just numb myself out of the pain or, you know, I, I don't know, but I wasn't really, it wasn't things that were glaring at me, but what I did notice was the difference that I felt after it. Yeah. So as your listeners know, and viewers know, you have a lot of energy. I do. And I say this in all love, no like criticism. It's just an observation. No, please. And I know this, I know what's coming. It's chaotic energy, chaotic fight or flight mode energy. Yeah. But uh, there are times when you need that. If you're in front of a large crowd and you're trying to get them ramped up and ready to go, you need that chaotic energy. Yeah. But it's not something that you want out of control. You want to be able to control that chaotic energy and to know that you're doing it, but then reel yourself out of it and have a calm, exuberant energy. And there's a difference. And so when you first came in, I was like, oh, you're going to, I'm going to have fun with her. (laughs) I'm really going to have fun with her. I'm going to mess with her just because I'm going to calm her down, but she'll still have energy. And it's not something that she knows how to do just yet. But by the time we're done, I'm going to teach her those skills so that she can do it, but it's still going to blow her mind. And it did. And, you know, truly, it did. It totally blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah. And it all has to do with, well, several things. One is your fight or flight nervous system. How much are you in that? And are you stuck in that? And do you know how to come out of it? Most people get stuck in it and they have no awareness of how to come out of it. They'll try different things like meditation or massage. That is like a temporary relief because it's an external thing done to them that if they're meditating, they say, you know, they follow some kind of written chant or words, or if they're having a massage, it's done externally. So it's not an internal change, which is one of the things that we work on is an internal change. Then we have to look at, okay, how is your body position? And I say position instead of posture, because when we think of posture, we think of sitting or standing, but it's more than that. And and this is just something that I do because, you know, it's, how I think of it. I say body position because it, when you lay down in bed, that makes a difference. If you're on your hands and knees, your body position will determine if you're in fight or flight mode. So it's same thing if you're sitting or standing, walking, running, all of that is dependent on your body position. And then how you breathe, how you breathe. There's so many ways out there to breathe, but again, it's a lot of times it's external, follow these chants, breathe in four, hold four, blow out four and do your box breathing or do the hyperventilative Wim Hof breathing and then blow it all out. And so a lot of those, you're doing a process that someone taught you, but it's not you sensing your own breath and changing how you feel about your breath and the muscles all around your body. Yeah. Uh, and I think what's been so interesting as you've, you know, you were talking through this, like learning how to breathe differently, like you guys, I mean, 
I thought I was breathing fine. Like, you know, I've always been able to breathe in through my nose, out through my mouth, you know, this, that, and the other, no big deal. But you know, what's funny. And I think I told you this while we were together was, you know, people always say, okay, you know, breathe out through your belly, right? Breathe out through your belly. I don't think I ever breathed out through my belly. Truly the way we were expanding when I was with you, like, and I've been just even the last several weeks, like I've been so conscious of like, and granted I'm, you know, I'm, I'm human, but I'm so much, I'm so conscious of like, you know, like truly relaxing my diaphragm and, and allowing my stomach to expand, mm-hmm. you know, cause we're all, I think, you know, just, and we're walking around, like we're always kind of suck it in, holding things yep. in, suck yeah. it in, hold it together, put your shoulders back, mm-hmm. like, ah, you know, get into state, all this kind of stuff. And I will tell you, it's been, it's been quite a shift for me over the last couple of, of yeah. weeks. And again, I'm not perfect, no, that's okay. but what I've been noticing is, is, is truly like allowing that. I mean, I think the biggest thing for me is like giving myself that space mm-hmm. and like visualizing my diaphragm, like, you know, lowering, you know, I, I guess that's the best <laughs> way to, to use it, but like lowering and then and then also seeing my belly expand. Yeah. yeah. So what's happening when say so we change the way you're breathing so it matches your body structure and your anatomy and physiology. So when you inhale, your diaphragm flattens down, creates a negative empty space for air to flow in. And so when that's happening, it shouldn't require you to lift up your shoulders, your head, your chest, your ribs to get air in you know if you're not using your diaphragm if you're doing all those things if you sit here and you breathe in and you feel your shoulders go up or your head go back or your your back arch you know you're not really getting your diaphragm because when your diaphragm drops down during the inhalation there's space for air to flow in your lungs will expand into the empty space and then if needed they'll expand outward in all directions so you'll have a gentle expansion all over your rib cage your back your front all of that But then as you exhale, which is the hardest part, when you exhale, not to squeeze your belly in. Most people think, okay, I need to squeeze my belly in as I exhale to get the air out. And I tell people, "Uh uh-uh, you don't want to squeeze it all in because then you're losing your side abdominal muscles. Your side abs are what help expel air out because they pull your ribs down and they support your diaphragm going back up into that relaxed position. So if you have your front belly button muscles compressed in, you're basically creating like this hourglass in your body and you're closing everything off in your middle. And that's gonna just put you in fight or flight mode. It lifts up your rib cage. You're gonna be like teeter tottering. Everything is so elevated. Everything's gonna be jammed up. Whereas we wanna get you more grounded. We want your rib cage to be in a cylinder, not closed off Mm -hmm. like an hourglass, which doesn't serve you at all. And then think about it. If you're compressing all of your abdominal digestive organs all the time, it doesn't serve them well. They need space to contract just like everything else. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I shared this with you. I don't believe that I did, but just, it was the day after I had seen you and I was like Mm -hmm. totally into this breathing and like doing it like every five seconds. (laughs) And it was like in the car, I was, I even brought it out on a hike and I was like hiking and awesome. doing the breathing and it was just like so crazy. And we went up, oh God, we went to this beautiful trail, Parsons Trailhead. I don't know if you've ever been there, but you need to go. It is unbelievable. I'll share more about this after the episode. There's a huge, like you basically go down this hill, which if you're going down the hill, that means you have to go up the hill, right? And so, and then but we went to this beautiful natural spring that was like, 
oh, it's absolutely gorgeous, breathtaking. Anyway, but I was doing the breathing the whole time and I never, I didn't get winded. Awesome. I did not get winded, you guys. And if you saw the, ele- I mean, I'm trying to think what the elevation gain was. It was, it was pretty steep. It was pretty significant because we were going down the yeah. hill, down into this, you know, down to the spring, but it was unbelievable. And I noticed it just when I've been hiking and when I do this breathing, I, I don't get winded. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't like feel myself in like have to take, you know, a deep breath, which was, it was unbelievable. Right. Because if you think about it before you walked into my office, your ribs were elevated and jammed up and you were lifting them up and down to breathe in. So if you were to go do something aerobic, your ribs were already in an elevated position. So you go to breathe, they're already elevated. They don't have much more room to really lift up for you to get air into your lungs. But what we did is we dropped your rib cage down, taught you how to do that and keep it down. So then when you breathe in, you were using more of your diaphragm. And if you needed more air than what your diaphragm provided, you could lift up your ribs and they have space to go. So you have all of this extra reserve and space to get air in. And so just like that, we change your aerobic fitness within a session. Yeah. Guys, I'm telling you, it was unbelievable. So if you want, I, I'm happy to demonstrate this and sure. like, tell me, yeah. and you can kind of walk me through and make sure I'm doing this right as yeah. I'm sitting. Absolutely. So as I'm sitting, should mm-hmm. I sit on the edge of this chair? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> let See? me, let Here me. Here we go. Yes. See? These are, this sit is good. Back. Sit back. <laughs> sit back. You want your low back all the way into the chair back. Let it round out. Let your tailbone curl underneath you. So imagine a dog in trouble. Its tail curls underneath it. That's kind of what you want to think. Your tailbone's curling under you, under you, which for a lot of people is going to feel like they're slouching. Yeah. But that's. It does, but it's okay. Yeah. And if someone took a picture of you from the side, I highly doubt you're slouching. It just feels like that. Yeah. I've got chairs. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, so sit all the way back in the chair. Now you want your feet flat on the ground okay, and your knees at the level of your hips. If you're in a chair that doesn't move, you'll just kind of have to deal with it or put a book under your feet. But for those who can lift okay. up their chair or put it down, make sure your knees are at the level of the hips or higher. Move this. No, actually, I think okay. I'm pretty good. Okay. Yeah. And you'll be able to tell too. Sometimes I'll tell people even put their knees higher, put a couple books under their feet and they'll all of a sudden feel their low back relax. Okay. And so I tell people, unless you are on, you're presenting, or you need high energy, allow yourself to sit in a relaxed position because sitting is, we are designed to relax and to let go. So now we have your straw in your mouth between your lips, but do not bite on it with your teeth. Paper straws are great because they'll catch catch yourself cheating if you have teeth marks in your straw. So I use that without telling people. And then I can see if they're really engaging their jaw muscles. And we don't want that because we don't want more tension in our body. Then we're going to have you just relax your belly. So most people hate letting their belly hang out. I've been on stages for in front of a couple hundred people where I stick my gut out. I just, Hey, if I can do it, other people can do it and they laugh. And then they're like, okay, fine. If she's up there in front of everyone, I can do this in front of my desk. And so they'll do it. So we're going to then put one hand on our chest, the other hand on our belly, right over our belly button. And you can close your eyes if you want to. So that way you can really focus on what we're going through. And we're going to go through a four-step breathing process. I'm going to describe it first and then I'll coach Katie through it. So we're going to Breathe in through the nose, then pause a second, then blow out through the mouth or straw, 
and then pause and hold our breath three seconds. Now, when you do this initially, you may not be able to hold the whole three seconds before you inhale again, and that's okay. I often work with people who can hold only less than a second, and by the time we're done with them, they can hold it the three seconds, but, and it shifts their whole body. So now I'm gonna go ahead and coach you through it, Katie, and anyone who's listening can follow along, they can watch you, they can try this out on themselves however they want. So here we go. We're gonna do gentle breath in your nose. Think of the air going into your throat. Pause and blow out through the straw. Hear the whooshing coming out of the straw as your chest drops down. Hold, hold and breathe in. Gentle breath in, feel the air going in your nose to your throat. Pause and blow out. Feel your chest drop down. Good, ribs are dropping down as your low back relaxes. Hold, hold and breathe in. Gentle breath in, feel the air going in your nose to your throat and blow out. Chest drops down, that's it. Ribs are dropping down, feel your hand dropping down with your chest, hold. Hold and breathe in. Gentle breath in, feel the air going in your nose to your throat. Pause and blow out. Feel your chest melting in. Feel your belly spilling out into your other hand as you exhale. Hold, hold and breathe in. Gentle breath in, keep those ribs down as you breathe in. Pause and blow out. Feel your sternum melt down and in. That's it, ribs are dropping down as your armpits relax. Hold, hold and breathe in. Keep your low back relaxed as you breathe in. Pause and blow out. Feel your sternum melting away from your hand. Your armpits relax as your belly comes out. Hold, hold and breathe in. Gentle breath in, feel the air going in your nose to your throat and blow out. Collarbones drop down from your chin as your chest melts in, your ribs go down, your belly comes out. Hold, hold and breathe in. Feel the air going in passively as your shoulders stay relaxed and blow out. Chest drops down, that's it. Ribs are dropping down, let that belly go. Hold, hold and breathe in. Feel the air going in your nose to your throat passively and blow out. Chest drops down, that's it. Ribs dropping down, low back relaxes, butt cheeks open. Hold, hold and breathe in. Gentle breath in, feel the air going in your nose to your throat passively and blow out, sternum melts in, that's it. Ribs are dropping down, good, let that low back relax. Good, hold, hold and take a break. So I can tell your rib cage dropped down mm -hmm. and you stopped using it as much to yeah. inhale. Could you feel a shift? I even feel lighter. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and just so people know, you guys, it's not easy, actually. No. It's not easy. And I remember when I was with you in Sedona doing this, I remember being on the table and being like, oh, my God. 
like because it was effort like it was a lot of effort yeah and I was more relaxed than I've ever been yeah there was just this peace yeah. this like inner stillness that was so powerful mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to describe, like when I explain it to people and, you know, I go into the technical stuff to try to help people understand it. So they realize I'm not just doing woo woo stuff on them. I like woo woo, but this is really based on your anatomy and physiology. But when you fully experience it, then you get how powerful and how good you could feel, even if you didn't think you felt bad before. That's, that's, I think that's the big, that's the real game changer for me and thinking about it because again, I wasn't, it wasn't like I was in pain. I came to you like, it was a gift, right? And so I had no idea what I was about to embark on. And, and then lo and behold, I'm like, wow, I learned how to breathe again. And so I've been really conscious, you know, and I mean, again, I wouldn't say 24 seven, but I mean, I definitely had my moments, but When I get, when I just, even just taking 10 minutes to breathe through a straw, again, I don't even know why this is different. Why is this different than just like breathing out? So uh, there's a couple reasons. So a straw forces you to blow into a cylinder, which it makes it easier for your ribs to go back into that cylinder instead of being hinged up. So a straw forces it. The other thing is a lot of people, when they don't use a straw, they put their lips together and purse their lips. And when they blow out, they create pressure in their chest and in their trunk that we're trying to get rid of. The other reason is a lot of people then they say, okay, well, I'll open my mouth and then they huff out and air just disperses all over and then they don't activate their side abs, which we need to support the diaphragm. So the straw helps us really get used to blowing as a cylinder with our mouth open, our teeth separated, so we're not engaging the jaws, which create tension in our body. So there's a ton of reasons I do it, plus the, the auditory feedback. You can hear it blowing out of the straw. You can start to memorize, and you can tell when you get really hyped up, your sound is going to be a lot different, and you can work towards back towards that relaxed and letting go yeah. position. Wow. Well, yeah. guys, if you're out there, you're listening, you're at all curious about any of this, I'm telling you, you've got to reach out. It is one of the most magical experiences, regardless if you're in Sedona or not, you do them over zoom, right? And there's pluses Mm -hmm. and minuses. There's pluses to both. Yeah. So in person, I can, I can make changes happen to you very, very quickly. I use my hands to guide your ribs into position. And I just say, okay, we're keeping your ribs here. I'm going to force you to breathe differently and hold your body differently and sense things differently. But now I don't have a video of that. Whereas with Zoom, I can reach anyone throughout the world. And after we work together, I put you in a lot more different positions on Zoom Mm -hmm. to get to elicit what I need to get out of you. But then you have a recording of me coaching you through that. And I freely give that to people. I'm like, I want you to get this. So you can practice till the cows come home as many times as you want. By all means, here you go and practice. And some people are like, well, does that really work? And just last week, I started working with a guy like about six weeks ago who scheduled for hip replacement, bone on bone, tried all these injections, even did stem cell stuff, which helped him, but he was still scheduled for hip replacement. Wow. He's out of pain, canceled his canceled the surgery. He now has a full program. He lives somewhere else in the country, has a full program. He's back to golfing, cycling, rollerblading, hiking, all of which he wasn't able to do. And it's like, 
this stuff really does work. And obviously through Zoom, you have the whole complete package in person. It's a very quick response. So I still try to teach you as quickly and get you to feel the internal changes. That's the key internally change so that you own it. It's so powerful. It's so powerful. So if you guys are out there and at all curious, reach out. Uh, what's the best way to connect with you? So send me an email. It's amy, A-M-Y, at paberinstitute.com. So it's P-A-B-R institute.com. And the reason I say that is I do 15-minute free consults, but you can also put in an email, one that you heard me on your um, Katie Carlson show. So that way we, I know what I've said to you. <laughs> and then just if you tell me a little bit about what you're looking for, if you want videos, if you want to do a chat, it just gives me a chance to get to know you. So I'm really addressing how I can help you the best. Oh, that's so amazing. That's so incredible. Yeah. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. You guys, if you're looking to, I mean, I learned how to breathe again. So it's, and that's really what it, this is about, right? Is learning to breathe again. And because babies breathe like this, right? Babies breathe through the belly. And you know, that's why they have those big old bellies out there. Um, but some, somewhere along the lines, we forget how to breathe, right? So yeah, we stop, we stop letting our belly hang out and our ribs stay down. We, and I'm not saying you have to have your belly out all the time, but what I'm saying is your ribs need to be down in position using your side abs. After you can do that on cue, relax and contract them and on cue, then you can tighten up the front, but it's not until your ribs are down and most people can't do that. And so I say, first of all, we have to calm you down. So your belly has to go out. You have to let it out. And then once you fully control your nervous system and you can be hyped up or calmed down, then you can start tightening up the front, but not before. It's so amazing. Well, thank you again for all of that. I love that demonstration. <laughs> it's super, super powerful. And I'm excited for anyone that decides to, I mean, why not? Like connect with her anyway, regardless, 15 minutes, whatever, hour, hour and a half, whatever you guys decide, I'm telling you, worth every every second, every penny, every, every second, definitely check it out. Um, so Amy, what do I do typically on all of my, uh, shows is I always like to get to know people on a little bit more personal level. Um, so I ask these series of questions. So I'm curious, um, mm -hmm. what book, you know, I know in this space, right. We're all growing and we all, I think we're, there's a lot of readers out there, right. We're all reading and growing and learning and learning these different, uh, tools and techniques. So what book has given you, um, has influenced you the most and why? So this is a common book that a lot of people mention, um, rich dad, poor dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Love. Yeah. So I was in the middle of traveling all over the world when I read this book and I had just left a job, was hired to travel around the world. And I read this book and I said, I'm never going back to my old life ever. I'm not going back to a W2 job. And I said, sink or swim, I'm going to become an entrepreneur. I'm going to try to go on my own. And when I got done with the travel around the world, I started my own business and here I am almost two years later and saying, I'm still chugging along. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so amazing. I love that. Yeah. Such an incredible book. And, you know, I think it's, I think one of the best examples of that, like in the book is when he talks about like having your money work for you. Right. Exactly. And it's so like, yeah. we're just not taught that in traditional mm -hmm. education settings and it's such yeah. a gift. 
you know, and that's when we can like rise up and be that entrepreneur and follow those dreams and follow that passion. Absolutely. And he's a, he, he can be a very controversial person, but I know him personally now. He, he knows how to breathe now. Uh, let me just put <laughs> <Yes>! that. <laughs> and, um, that's amazing. He is a sweetheart. I, he may put on a persona, but he is an absolute sweetheart. And I don't care if he hears that either because he really Aww. is. And, um, yeah. I hope Robert Kiyosaki's yeah. listening to my podcast who knows you, you never, never know, know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe one day who knows exactly oh that's awesome that's amazing okay yeah. so thank you for sharing that if you mm-hmm. could do anything you wanted to tonight go anywhere for any amount of money you know money's not an option what would you do and why so i would head down to antarctica um i got to go there a couple years ago and there is nothing like experiencing a world where there's no humans and meeting animals that have no idea what a human being is. And they come up to you, emperor penguins, four feet tall, come up to you and look at you and just move their head around, but they're not afraid. It is truly the most magical experience. It gives me goosebumps every time I think about the first time I just knelt down and there's this penguin who's as tall as me, if not taller, because I was kneeling. And it was just looking at me and I, I just knelt down and it walked up to me. It was within two feet from me, had no clue what I was. It's like, okay, you're a moving blob. You are not here. What in the world is this thing? And there's this gentle curiosity about them in this environment that has no concrete, no synthetic materials. The air is magically clear and the quiet is astounding except for the penguins chirping and it's like music to your ears the baby chicks are calling to their adults and the adults are doing this reverberation in their throat and like to have experienced that for three days i would go back and do that in a heartbeat and it's a harrowing journey to get over there but worth every bit of the seasickness that you get not like to be seasick (laughs) yeah it's worth it yeah and i as you can see if you're watching this um you know, on YouTube, these beautiful penguin pictures. So this is in her office in Sedona. And I, when I walked in, I'm like, what? This, like, there's all these pictures. I thought they were paintings, but these are photographs yeah. of these amazing mm-hmm. penguins. And I mean, how, what an incredible journey and an amazing opportunity yeah. and experience for you to be able to go down and do that. That's yeah. wow. Yeah. So, That's so, ma- so amazing. Um, I definitely want to go to Anna. Like that wasn't necessarily on, on the top of the list honestly of my list, but hearing you talk about it, it's really powerful. So yeah, maybe one day I would put it on your bucket list. Imagine a four hour sunset. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Pink skies. Pretty cool. Oh my gosh. And you live in Sedona, so you get some pretty nice sunsets too. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, okay. Well, that's awesome. That's amazing. I can't wait to go to Antarctica one of these days. I'm going to put it on my vision board. I'm going to throw it out into the universe and watch it manifest. Awesome. Okay. So next question, if you had the opportunity Mm -hmm. to meet one person that you haven't met, who would it be? And then why? And then what would you talk about? So just because I've been diving into personal development a lot in the past couple of years, I haven't met Tony Robbins and I would love to meet him. And the reason why is because he's had such an impact on so many people and he helps people change their lives. He gives them some structure and some guidelines on it. And it really has an impact. And I would love to get him on my table and show him 
a true internal body impact. Yes. So that he could help share this information as well, because I know just from listening to him and just hearing from him and hearing all the people that interact with him, he has really goodness in his heart. Mm-hmm. And so if we can have people that have really that goodness in their heart and teach them new skills, like what I did with you, just think mm-hmm. of the impact of that he can oh have. Gosh. Granted, I am loved. I'm trying to get that impact and trying to teach that many people, but someone like him who already knows how to impact a crowd, I could learn so much from him and how to get this information out there. Because if we could get rid of more drugs, more surgeries, you know, more external things applied to us, all the better we are and happier we are. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I see that happening Awesome. sooner rather than later. Awesome. I, I, I definitely see that happening. I know we've talked about this, yeah. but just put it out there. It's in the universe. It's out there now. <laughs> it's out there. It's ready to go. Ready. Okay. So next question, mm-hmm. you're stuck on a deserted Island and you can only take three things. What would they be? And this is really funny what you said. So it's funny. I Cause I was trying this. to remember what I told you. I know one is a sweet potato, which yes, <laughs> really, yes. I'm going to need a little bit more information on that. <laughs> So the reason a sweet potato, one, they're inflammatory foods. They give you good carbs. Yeah. There's, there's so much nutrients in them. They taste good. You can find ways to cook them, but you can also, and this goes with a tiny little story. I once had a sweet potato on my counter and this is a true story. It's not like a joke or anything. And it started growing. So I slit off the little part that was growing with a tiny bit of skin and I stuck it in my backyard. This was like a couple of years ago. And I put it in the backyard and like it died. I'm like, oh, okay, that didn't work. And then like a couple months later, there's this vine growing out of my ground and it's taking over my whole backyard. And I mean like 30 feet with these beautiful, gorgeous purple flowers. And at first I was a little worried. It's like, okay, what just invaded my yard? And then all of a sudden I see like where the vine started, it just starts raising from the ground. And I'm like, okay, this is getting a little weird because I have sprinkler systems. And it turns out to be all these massive sweet potatoes, but (laughs) they grow like crazy. They're so good for you. They're anti-inflammatory. They're perfect for working out. There's so much good for them. So I would take that to my island and plant it after I eat the other part. (laughs) So I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, How cool. Yeah. What was the other things? I I forgot the other things I said because I was so involved in the sweet potato. (laughs) I know. I love it. You said a thick goose down blanket. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I'm free. I'm cold all the time. And you can use that as shelter for sun, for protection, for rain. And because I'm always cold. So, yes. And then you said um, a water filter, which is. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I can drink all the rainwater and. Yeah, this is very, all very know. practical. This makes a lot of sense. Well, then I can be creative if I'm still alive. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's genius. In fact, <laughs> yeah. I absolutely love it. Um, thank you for that. Okay. Last question. Mm-hmm. When and where were you the happiest in your life? So this is a little bit of a story. Um, it's kind of more on the recent side because I've been changing my whole life up lately. Um, I was in Greenland a couple of years ago. I was there for an adventure, a marathon, and um, just to see the, the, the country. So in the middle of this marathon, um, you run up one fjord, down the other, run up another fjord, down the other, and there's you'll come across like the water area of a fjord and there's these huge, I mean, huge icebergs. It's crazy. You're going up a mountain, you go down the other side and these huge icebergs and you're just blown away. It's nothing as magical as that. 
And so, and during this marathon, normally I'd like to keep them, you know, in the three hour range, three to four hour range. And this one was going into like six and a half hours, experienced rain, um, ice, hail, uh, fog, sunshine, anything you can imagine. I was getting it from all sides, but I was still happy. No matter what was externally penetrating me, freezing, if you know me, I don't like to be cold. Um, and but nothing could take me away from my happy state. And along the course, every like five to 10 miles, they would have an aid station. That's kind of typical for a marathon. But in this case, they used the native people at the aid station. So it was this little tiny table with a little bit of water and like, you know, a couple pieces of food. And there's this one hill, they were on like mile 17. And then there was an out and back. So I saw them again, like at mile 22. And it was this native couple, Greenlandic, didn't speak a word of English. They're kind of in their normal clothing, which is very different from what we're used to in the United States. And it was yeah. an older gentleman, skinny as could be. He looked like he was probably a hundred. I imagine maybe in his fifties or sixties. And then there was this, this woman, a wife who was more on the plump side, but just like the type you want to squeeze. And so I go yeah. up to them at mile 17 and I was stunned by seeing the view with the icebergs. And so I was trying to motion to her how pretty it was. And I was taking my phone out to take some pictures and she was smiling at me and, you know, gave me water. And then I ran off. And then on the way back, I had to run up the mountain again. And here she's waiting with her arms open, ready to give me a hug. And I'm like, oh my God, you have no idea who I am other than, you know, I love your country. And she gives me this huge hug and just squeezes me. And I'm drenched. I'm sure I smelled worse than cow dung. And I'm just disgusting. And all she wanted to do was squeeze me as tight as she could. And I'm like, okay, I'll just sit here and squeeze you. I don't even care how long it is. I'll just sit here and squeeze you. And her husband's just standing off on the side. And um, it was just, we had this moment. Wow. And I can't tell you, I mean, it was in one of the most beautiful places in the world doing something physically challenged. And I met a woman who chose to give her heart to me and squeeze me and have this most beautiful moment. And it's like, I could die right here and I'd be happy. I'd be like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. I, I met someone who touched my heart from across the world just by a simple hug and a smile. Like how, how often do we get that impact from a complete stranger? because we're so busy in our own heads. And here she was, that's what she offered me. And I'm like, I will take it as long as I can. And I, the rest of the way, I was just on cloud nine and I had a friend at the finish line. He's like, oh my God, you're like on cloud nine. Like I have, I don't know if I've ever seen you as happy. I was like, I don't know if I can ever get ha this happy. Like I just want to preserve this moment wow. because I had this, this special moment in the most beautiful place. And no one can ever take that away from me. And so I use that all the time when I'm like down and stuff. I'm like, okay, what did I feel? I got to feel that again. And that's how I try to lead with my heart because she taught me something more than anyone in this world has taught me without words. Like, wow, that was pretty cool. Wow. Like literally I have chills yeah. all over my body as you were telling that story. That's so yeah. magical. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And what a very yeah, lucky. Like what an experience. And that's that's also the beauty of those experiences, right? Because you you get to yeah. recall that, right? In times yeah. of yeah. darkness or times of trouble or, you know, 
especially nowadays mm-hmm. in this COVID. I mean, I forgot to take this little thing off because these face masks and won't go into that in this <laughs> yeah. because I've already gone on rants yeah. about that. But it's in those moments that we value and appreciate so much that we, you know, that really give us that opportunity to to serve others in a much greater capacity. You know, it's the secret to living is always giving. And she may not know what she gave to you that day. And at the same time, that created a ripple effect for people in your life as well. It's pretty powerful. It's like, what can we do even without our words? Yeah. It's pretty amazing what we can do. And it, it makes me more aware, even when I'm walking down the street or running on a trail, I make sure I smile and say hi. Like just that little thing, you never know how it can touch someone. It may or may not, but you just never know. Well, I was going to ask you what's one little piece of advice you'd leave for people, but this was, that was kind of beautiful. That was yeah. perfect. A perfect way to end yeah. it. Unless you have a little token or nugget that you want to leave our viewers with outside of that. I'm not sure. I would just say, let your belly out. Mm. You'd be surprised how much your life can change. Just let the belly button go. Let the belly button go. Can we put that on a yeah. t-shirt? I feel like that would be amazing. That would be great. Right? Great. Let the belly button go. That needs to be yeah. on a t-shirt. Yeah. That would be awesome. And then a bumper sticker. I mean, Amy, (laughs) the world of possibilities right now. I know, exactly. Another another whole entrepreneur thing. Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I am so excited about this. We're gonna have to talk about this afterwards. Yeah, with a little picture of a belly button. Yes. Let it go. Yes. Oh my god, I love this. This is this (laughs) there's a new project. I Um, agree. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being here. I genuinely appreciate it. You have an incredible presence and energy, and I'm just so grateful for you giving me the breath of life again and learning how to breathe. So I'm so, so, so grateful. Those of you that are interested in checking Amy out and getting an appointment, um, I'll have the links in the show notes. Definitely check it out. I'm telling you, you guys, um, I mean, what's more important than your, than our breath, Yep. right? That's our life force. So, uh, definitely get on her calendar and, uh, make the magic and see what can change and shift in your life because, oh, it is absolutely beautiful. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. I'm so glad we met. So thank you again from the bottom of my heart. Oh, you're so welcome. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you from my everything for being here today. Your time is valuable and I'm so beyond grateful that you were here with us for today's episode. Please subscribe so that you get updates on all the latest episodes, as well as hear about all the incredible upcoming guests we have lined up. Also would absolutely love for you to leave a review and let me know your thoughts, your feedback, your biggest takeaways, etc. Reviews help me and my growing team serve you even more. As always, sending you a big hug, love, energy, and an abundance of light. 